Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast, recorded on a Saturday late afternoon in May 2023 in Spokane, Washington. Sent for a nice three-mile run to kind of take mind off of things. Think about sometimes nothing. Let the mind drift. Breathe in, breathe out. Do our certain bits of freedom that we do indeed have in this country. Be nice to have a little bit more. Especially while there's a certain effort to suppress freedom. That's been underway for a while now. And has uh, gained some steam and traction over the last few years. It's unfortunate. Many went along with it. Not the majority, but nonetheless enough and spread out in just the right way. That, uh, that certain kind of element gained power and steam and was able to institute laws that are indeed restrictions on freedom. You know, government man telling woman what she must do healthcare-wise. Government man knows. And so now in certain areas of the country, government man is going to punish woman because she went to the doctor. The people that support that kind of thing, their verbiage that they're going to say in defense of, you know, government man is going to punish selectively. He can't punish all women that go get a certain type of medical procedure. So he's going to selectively pick which women he wants to punish for getting a medical procedure. The people that voted for that and support that kind of thing, what is the verbiage? We've all heard it a million times. I believe that life begins at conception. And so now, government man is going to be meddling in women's health care harassing woman, intimidating woman, threatening her with criminal charges. And again, just selectively, some women will be able to get that procedure in states where it's been banned without government man either knowing about it or if he does find out, she'll be able to get legal counsel to prevent him from stopping her from getting the medical treatment she needs. But other women will not be able to stop government man from intervening. He knows what is in the best interest of woman, government man, Jim Jordan, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Donald Effin Trump. These men know what is in the best interest of woman and are willing to punish woman because she had to go to the doctor to have a medical procedure done. Many Americans are very uncomfortable with that medical procedure and have professed and advocated against people ever getting it. And they have every right to advocate against it and to say that it's they don't like it, to be against it, and to say what they believe. But now, unfortunately, 
in certain parts of the country, it has now become legal for government man to harass and intimidate and to threaten criminal charges against a woman because she needed to go to the doctor. She had a she needs to have a certain particular medical procedure done. Why does she need to have it? None of our business. It's none of our business. It's none of our business, and it's certainly not government man's business. She needed to have that medical procedure done, but now she's going to be facing criminal charges from government man. Yeah. Here's the kicker. The organization that has been implementing that the reason they did that is because they've been promising people that for years. All the while, they were cutting taxes for wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations. So they, they were promising people all kinds of stuff. You know, they were talking to people rhetoric about all kinds of things. You know, transgender bathrooms, banning books. You know, certain books are bad. Certain medical procedures are bad. And then legislatively, first out of, first order of business, we need to cut taxes for the wealthy and big massive corporations. And they did that six years ago. Yeah. And so the federal deficit ballooned in size. 25% of the federal debt was accumulated during the last four years. Yeah. Directly and solely because of the Republican Party choosing to cut the amount of money that we're bringing in to cover the expenses of our society. Yeah. We need to do that first. Let's bring in less money right out of the gate. And let's do it by giving more money to the people who already have the most money by a lot. Millionaires and billionaires are the ones that got the tax breaks the tax cuts, the tax reform, if you want to call it that. In some cases, it's just creating more tax loopholes, the kind of stuff that wealthy people can only are the ones that can take advantage of. And so again, they ran campaigns on banning abortion. Donald Trump ran a campaign on he's going to build a wall in the middle of the desert, and then he's going to ban Muslims. You know, and then a promising of violence to anyone that speaks out against his thing. So that was kind of his vote for me thing. And then around March of 2017, him and the Republican Party cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. And soon after, the deficit started ballooning. Yeah, because instantly we're now bringing in less money, but we're still spending at the exact same level. And so now this, um, you know, default thing that we're on the cliff of is because of the Republican Party cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations years ago. It is because of that. It is a cause and effect type of thing. They chose to ro rise the debt, to raise the debt deliberately on, and on purpose for several straight years without even worrying about how to pay the bill. And now their remedy is, we need to pay less money. We should spend less money now. Uh, boarding the obvious elephant in the room, no, we, we need to uh, raise revenues better. Uh, and actually spend better too. We probably need to raise spending a bit. There's probably some opportunities for better investments 
in the foundational aspects of our society and less worrying and catering to the big massive interests they're big massive powerful interests they're less needing of government help you know government protection government should be protecting the people's interests um, but right now the Republican Party in its modern form just isn't really concerned with that they're concerned with uh, saying the right stuff to the folks that watch Fox News, Breitbart, Infowars, Newsmax, you know, Fox News. The folks that watch that kind of content every day, well, those, those are the ones that are going to vote Republican. So the Republicans, they got to say stuff to those people that makes them still vote Republican. And then, you know. That's when it, the rubber meets the road, though. The Republicans legislatively, when you get down to the on-the-record type stuff, that's when it gets a little tricky. You know, the rhetoric kind of falls away. But that's the problem we're at, where it's difficult to have debate. You know, there's people that went all in on Trump, proudly proclaimed their allegiance to the man. One of the two organizations represented went all in on the guy, too. But it was already known prior to him being a candidate, you know, that he was a con man, a clown, you know. But, you know, Republican operatives saw an opportunity there. There's enough folks that don't know. Yeah, it's going to divide the society, but divide and conquer, you know. And maybe their goal is to have more power and wealth. That's, that's their goal, their individual goal amongst the leaders of that organization. It's not to better the interests of the people. What is, what is the reckoning? You know, there, there's only two options. So the only defense that many that vote Republican have to do is Democrat this, Democrat that. You know, just, just regurgitate rhetoric that you heard on the various conservative sources. And that'll be sufficient for you to vote for Republican. Voting for tax cuts for wealthy, tax cuts for corporations, and embracing of Trumpism. American fascism, violence towards those that speak out against the government, that exercise the right to free speech and the right to assemble. If you assemble on the left, quote-unquote, speak out against fascism, Antifa, as it were, I am Antifa, as are many. It's not an organization, it's an ideology. Anti-fascist, Antifa, for short. Pretty simple. Those that stormed the Capitol on January 6th were not Antifa. They were fascists. They were fighting for fascism. They were trying to overthrow the government where we democratically elect our leader. Yeah. We use an election to decide who our leader is, not a just who, who's the most violent. That, that's not how we do it. That's how banana republics do it. But that's how Donald Trump wanted to do it. We have, a, obviously, a glitch in our election system that we need to fix. The reason Donald Trump felt he had some kind of case to be the still be the president, even though he lost, was in some of the states, he only lost by a little bit. Maybe enough to where you can get a few officials to throw enough votes your way to where you declared the winner of the state. No, yes, you, you lose the, the popular vote, the vote, by a shit ton. Seven million. Seven million. 
in 2020. He was a distant second place, an even more distant second. But again, we only have two options. These are the two options you get, folks. Joe Biden or Donald fucking Trump. Famous con man dipshit from the 80s and 90s who became a game show host. And then at the height of that show's fame started saying racist stuff. It gained him more notoriety and the news started covering him as a legitimate news figure. Does the news cover David Duke conferences? No. Why do they cover Donald Trump conference? His, his presidential rally. Why were other presidential campaigns not covered live? Why was his covered live unedited? Why, why was there all content parameters just sort of discarded for him, but not for other TV shows and programming? You know, why, why are there standards, ratings, and all this sort of th thing for everything on TV and movies, but Donald Trump was exempt? Why? You know, strange. You know, on this podcast, if I'm cursing too much, I put explicit on there, and so it, there would be certain restrictions and stuff. Donald Trump is this vulgar, racist idiot guy who, yeah, is famous but and running for president, but you can't air his stuff middle of the day, or you know, but they did. Sometimes live, just the, an empty stage just waiting for him to appear. It's like, this isn't a, why is a WWE event now news, you know? He's a, he was had a cameo in Home Alone 2, and he was a WWE star. He made appearances there sometimes. If you can guess the Howard Stern show. Yeah. He's a real famous guy. His his name is on big, tall buildings in gold. Yeah, he's a game show host. But, you know, that's it. Yeah, he's running for president for the umpteenth time. Why is it news, live news, hey, we're, we're not just now going to the Donald Trump rally. He hasn't hit the stage yet, but we're going to be eagerly waiting for him to hit. Like, what the fuck is happening here? That was such a weird, surreal time where the Donald John Trump show became news, you know? Why is he newsworthy? Because he's the host of a game show. Well, he's saying racist, stupid shit, so let's put a microphone in front of his face and film him, live. What? But, you know, it, it gained him political popularity and then this goofy glitch in our election system where it's not based off of how many total votes you get. It's based off of whether, what collection of states you win. So you don't even have to appeal to the whole country or to the majority of the folk. You just have to kind of win certain states. And the way the Electoral College is, you really can kind of pick and choose what states. Certain states are just kind of hard, certain one or the other. And then you can, as long as you win a handful of quote-unquote battleground, that's, that's really it. You can kind of ignore huge sections of the country and you'll be all right. So he loses the vote by five million, but just becomes the president anyway, because we have this glitch that we just never fixed. The Republican Party didn't want to admit that they made a mistake, that they were mailing it in, that they just weren't ready to nominate a legit candidate. They didn't have a single person in their ranks worthy of the post. Their three finalists were Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, and Donald fucking Trump. And they didn't have the balls to just eliminate Trump right off the bat, out of that three. They didn't have the balls to eliminate him from contention right out of the gate, you know, when it was a 10-horse race. He should have been 10th place. You know, he should have been the first one to be eliminated. The oddball, dumbass, clown show guy who's a game show host staying racist stuff, but, man, they saw those raucous crowds. 
you know, and they were unwilling to look internally and realize, nah, yeah, you're, you're, it, for the first time ever, it, a Democrat's going to win. There's going to be for the third term in a row, for the first time in a long time, you know. But they they didn't want to accept defeat, you know, and so I guess they they like saw that. But it was also like their turn to win. But it, maybe it was like they would have still lost the popular vote either way, but I think the margin of victory wouldn't have been as bad, you know, if, if they had picked one of the other two. They still would have lost the popular vote, most likely, but, um, you know, probably still would have won the Electoral College because they had an R next to their name. But I don't know. I think they thought that most of those Trump folk were just diehard loyal to Trump, and the only way they were going to vote was if Trump was on the ballot. I'm not really sure if it's true or not. But maybe, you know, how did so many folks get so loyal to, of all the people in this society, one Donald John Trump? Man, it's just so weird, embarrassing, surreal, and disconcerting, you know? Until we figure out what to do with that dumbass, we're, you know, we're kind of in quicksand. We're kind of in sludge. We're kind of just slug, slugging forward, you know, the the organization that proudly, unapologetically stuck with the guy for years and years and years still to this day is still very much relevant and in power with no sense of shame. None. Donald Trump. I, I, I was such a young kid when I became aware of him, and he was such a clown show idiot dumbass guy, and that's why he was in the news, but he was wealthy. So it's like it didn't matter. And that's almost seemed to be like what the story really was. The different set of rules for the wealthy. Yes, he's an incompetent idiot, but he was born wealthy, so he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. It doesn't matter how many times he fucks up. It was very symbolic that the organization that represents the interests of the wealthy would pick such a type of person. A person who was... Very famous for being, he was born into the affluent class. That's why he was wealthy. Not because he was successful, not because he earned his money, not because he's self-made, not because he was borrowed one million from his father. No, he inherited 400. Yeah, some basic investments, fixed annuities. You can have an allowance paid to you every month in perpetuity of several hundred thousand a month. You don't have to do anything. You can work if you want to. You can make it look like you're busy. That's certainly what Trump did. He made it look like he was busy. Some early successes were renovating an ice rink in New York. And then the Continental Hotel in New York. These ones didn't have his name on them. But uh, most of his other businesses, this one bankrupt. Most of the reason he was in the news was for scandal or getting sued. What a guy for the Republican Party to pick and to double down every single day their unyielding support of the man. Casting out all those that speak out against Trump. Referring to all people who oppose the Trumpism type of thing as leftists. Yeah, I'm a pro-small government, fiscal conservative government, so the Republican Party is very against me. Yeah, they think it should be very big, meddling, oppressive, and violent towards those that speak out against it. The government should cater all its interests to protect the interests of the wealthy. 
again, Jim Jordan, an Ohio congressman, used his time while on the clock as a congressman from Ohio to defend the, to help defend a defendant in a criminal case, in a New York state criminal case. When Donald John Trump is the defendant in that case, and that's what Jim Jordan, Republican, felt compelled to do while on the clock as an Ohio congressman. Make sure that Donald John Trump gets away scot-free. Do whatever he can to gum up the works. That's what Jim Jordan wanted to do. No, he's not working on making laws that are going to help the people. He's going after those that went after Trump. The famous con man guy who had known criminal connections for decades... His early mentors were Roy Cohn. That's a one of those nefarious names in history. He was also the personal attorney for uh, Senator Joseph McCarthy way back in the day. He was involved in the kind of going after supposed communists and stuff. And then later in life, Roy Cohn was the personal attorney for the various New York crime families. And then an early mentor for Trump. On how to be, how to live. And Trump certainly embraced that ethos. It was an ethos that his father gave him to. Win at all costs, even if you have to rig the game. That certainly was a, the Trump ideology. So was he willing, as a con man, to lie to millions of people's faces so that he could have more power and wealth and prestige? Yep, he sure did. He promised millions of people he's going to build them a wall that Mexico is going to pay for it. Mexico immediately declared they are not paying for a wall. And then what's the first thing the Republican Party does? They have this big massive expenditure that they have promised people. It's going to cost billions and billions of dollars. They cut revenue. Yeah. And, and, and where? The biggest, most massive sources of revenue. Let's cut that. Let's stiffen that off. Yeah, the most biggest, highly profitable corporations in America, they pay less taxes now, and the people who own those corporations also pay less in taxes too. So now the deficit is even bigger than it was before. So again, I'm a fiscal conservative, and that's why the modern-day Republican Party calls me a leftist and speaks out against me, calls me names, and everyone like me. If you speak out against the Republican Party, that means you're a Democrat, a socialist. You don't want the government to be a fascist government to, that caters to the interest of the wealthy exclusively, and then in its most extreme forms, caters to the interest of one very specific wealthy person, a known nefarious character in our history who wasn't really an historical figure until, well, 2016. He was a pop culture figure prior to that, a game show host prior to that, a famous con man guy who was famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, openly and publicly saying racist and sexist things. He wanted five teenagers accused of a crime to be executed. He was positive they were guilty because of their skin color. What was the entire genesis of his presidential campaign? He claimed Barack Obama wasn't born in America. Did we forget all that part? I don't know. 
I'm not really sure what happened to our society over the last several years. That one of the worst among us got picked by one of the two options that were presented for representation. One of the two options actually picked that guy. They went through with it. That guy had bounced his political affiliation as the, as the wind would blow. You know, he tried out for reform two years ago, then Democrat, then he switched to Republican. I can't remember if he switched back to Democrat and then back to Republican again. I got, get kind of lost in the shuffle. He's been running for president since I was in elementary school. So it wasn't really new that he was running for president in 2016. You know, that, that wasn't new. That was old. It was old news, you know. But uh, big, massive, highly profitable corporate media stations decided that it was very entertaining for folks to broadcast fear. That, you know, this, this clown show idiot guy is running for president again, but this time let's cover it as a legit story. Let's give him tons of airtime free. Let's show the crowds that are getting all excited. Looking pretty ridiculous, of course, yeah, but, you know, hey, if we don't stop this, this guy could actually win, but we're going to keep airing him. We're going to say bad stuff about him, some of the stations, you know. Well, hey, this is really bad. What if he actually wins? Well, you could just stop giving him free airtime and maybe talk about some of the other candidates that are running. The Republican Party just doesn't really seem to give a shit this year. So, but it's bipartisanship. It's one or the other. If you oppose the Republican Party, that means you're a Democrat or a leftist. You don't want a big, massive, meddling government that's treading on people, that's violent and corrupt. So that means you're a leftist. Huh. That's really weird. So Republican Party in its modern form is a big, massive, meddling government that caters to the interests of the wealthy and powerful. And in its again, in its most extreme form with so-called MAGA Republicans... They use the power of the federal government to protect the interest of one very specific wealthy person by the name of Donald John Trump, who did indeed become the 45th president of the United States after a long, dubious career of being a con man and after being born into wealth and privilege and becoming the host of a game show. He was awarded the presidency of the United States of America and access to the nuclear codes and the Republican Party is the organization that said this guy should be the one. And news is also the ones that allowed the Republican Party to air this candidate to us, you know, constantly to give him free airtime. These are your options, folks. Clinton or Trump. And then you go to the ballot on Election Day and wait, who are all these other people? Next to the word experience on these other candidates, it actually has something besides the word none. You know, but one of the top two names of the two options were presented as legit in the media. Next to the word experience, it says none. That's, that's the name of Donald John Trump. Next to the word experience on the actual ballot, it says none. Because he, doesn't, he didn't have any. Being famous and wealthy doesn't mean you have experience to be the president. You had no elected experience. I technically have more elected experience than Donald fucking Trump did prior to becoming president. I was the was elected legislative affairs for the Associated Students of Eastern Washington University back when I was in college. A paid elected position. 
So technically, yeah, me, just regular person living in Washington State, had more elected experience prior to Donald fucking Trump did in 2016. He had none. But other candidates that were on the ballot, candidates, plural, candidates, plural, candidates, plural, there was a long list of names on that ballot when I voted. It wasn't just Clinton or Trump. There's a whole bunch of names. All of them had, next to the word experience, a different titles that they held of public office of some kind. In some cases, military or some elected experience. Clinton had Secretary of State and then a senator. Those are, you know, legit elected, either elected positions or cabinet positions. You know, they're positions within government that, you know, responsible. You know. Trump had none, but uh, he's one of the two. We just get two. For how long does it go on, though? Considering how far they leaned into it. Need more options, and we need fewer people who are working class folk to believe the bullshit the Republican Party's been, you know, feeding them for decades now, especially over the last several years. That organization convinced people to go along with tax cuts for the wealthy and big massive corporations driving up the deficit. And now that organization is saying, we need to invest less than in the people. We should cut investment in the infrastructure. We shouldn't pay the bills for the stuff that we've already got. We, we should negate our responsibilities. The debt of the United States of America shall not be questioned. So it might very well be that the, all this debt ceiling stupid shit that we go through all the time is completely pointless and stupid. And there's no need for it. But you know, the idea is Congress is supposed to, you know, sign the checks, write the checks, you know, like approve the budget. But the Republican Party doesn't want to do that. They don't want to admit that they fucked up. They purposely and willingly drove up the deficit as an excuse to invest less than the people in the infrastructure because they don't really care about the society, the people living in the society. They care about preserving certain estates or something. It's like, what is... I mean, they did what they did. They cut taxes for wealthy and corporations. There's no... There's, no, no, there's not really sugarcoating that. 25% of the federal deficit of this country was accumulated in four years. All of our debt. Huge chunks of it were... Yeah... Trump, Republicans, yeah. Let's cut revenue. Let's bring in less money right now so we have less money to pay our bills. We're going to keep paying our bills for these next four years. We're just going to keep voting to raise the debt ceiling, even though we're not bringing in enough money to pay these bills. But then that'll eventually, because that deficit is now so massive, now we're going to say, well, we need to spend less money now. Like the spending less money thing, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You chose to bring in less money years ago. You're going to need to figure out some fucking way to offset that. Yeah, you did something really stupid six years ago. Let's purposely and deliberately bring in less money to cover the expenses that were legally mandated to pay. Ah, uh, you know, like, that's their method of trying to invest less in the people, you know, to preserve the status quo. They, I mean, some people will do just about anything to preserve the status quo, even offering going backwards. 
Let's go back to the old days. That's when it was better. Because then there was like systematic, even more overt systematic racism and stuff. Less competitive for some folk. They could just like slide into an easy position simply because. So in a more competitive society where it's more wide open, more diverse, that scares some folk. Because they might have to compete with a wide cross-section of folk, and only the best and brightest are going to get to the certain high rungs, be more of a merit-based society. And that, that scares some folk. They feel like they should just be entitled. Ironically enough, that's the term that Mitch McConnell uses to describe investments in the people. These are entitlements. But Mitch McConnell feels entitled to just have certain types of power simply because of kind of what he looks like in the group that he's a part of. There's a lot of people that feel that kind of thing. And Trump really uh, stoked that kind of sentiment. Trump is a racist, old, dumbass guy from long ago that's still part of our society. How he ever became a president is something we're going to be having to deal with for a long time. Uh, but we, we need to come face some reckoning at some point. And the organization that picked that guy, they need to face some reckoning too. People need to just stop supporting their bullshit. You know, this turn towards fascism, an oppressive society that's violent towards your neighbor because they dress a certain way or, I don't know, they just live a way that's different than you. Live your life, you know, breathe in, breathe out, live, live your life, pro-lifers, live your life. I'm very pro-life, but I'm pro-small government. I don't want government men harassing, intimidating, and threatening women with criminal charges because they needed to go to the doctor. I'm pro-life, though. Very pro-health care as a right. Maternity leave. Those things, I think, could help with, uh, you know, making it easier. If, a, if sometimes it's people are not in the means to take care of a child. Sometimes it's health reasons. Whatever the reasons are specifically, it's certainly none of, it's no stranger's business. Certainly not government man's business why a woman needs that procedure. Speak out against it if you want to speak out against it, but women shouldn't be facing criminal consequences. Again, I'm very pro-life, but government man shouldn't be threatening women with criminal charges because they needed to go to the doctor. That's fucked up. You know, women should be able to get the medical treatment they need to get. They shouldn't have to explain themselves why they need medical treatment to some stranger, to their neighbor or to government man. It's none of his fucking business. You believe things about life, say them. Go ahead. Buy the billboard. That's great. Yeah, in this country we have freedom of speech. You're allowed to believe what you want. So go ahead. I can't believe certain things that are professed. It's just not how God created me kind of thing. Like I would have to deny my whole understanding of my own life in order to accept some people's... Well, this is when life begins. Like, well, okay say it, say your piece, say it, don't support the part where government man is going to start selectively choosing which women to punish because they needed to go to the doctor, don't support that part, say what you will, say stuff, that's great, I believe life against the conception, or whatever, that, if that's what you believe, say it, cool, awesome, buy the billboard saying abortion is bad and it kills babies and then you have a picture of a baby in clothes smiling at the camera, okay, you know, yeah, that's called marketing and propaganda. It's kind of, you know, 
it's messing with people's. You're you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, you're you're trying to make there be fewer abortions so people don't don't get one. That's whatever. Speak your mind. Again, though, the part where it goes too far is government man is going to be selectively enforcing in certain parts of the country which women to punish because they needed to go to the doctor. And that's the actual reality of the law. So we're a little past the, I believe life is a show. Well, no, because the enforcement of law that was created to appease you because they had to get, they had to throw you a bone at some point. Six years ago, their main objective was cutting taxes for the wealthy corporations. They promised you the banning of abortion and the building of a wall in the desert. First order of business, though, let's cut taxes for the wealthy corporations, driving up the deficit. Yeah. But eventually, they did get to the abortion stuff. Yeah. And so the actual law, though, is government man is going to decide, kind of willy-nilly almost, which women to punish because they had to go to the doctor. How does he find out in the first place? You know, why is he finding out all that kind of stuff? It gets a little, it's very muddled and confusing. It's a very stupid law. Uh, wealthy white women in areas where that medical procedure has been banned, they'll still be able to get it, and most likely government man will not find out about it. If he does, wealthy white women will retain legal counsel to prevent government man from interfering with her medical care. Yeah, uh, poor women and rape victims are not going to be able to be um, left alone by government man in certain areas of the country where that medical procedure has been deemed illegal. Uh, these women are now going to be facing criminal charges if they need to get medical treatment for, and they, if they need to get that specific medical procedure, government man is somehow, some way, going to find out, and he's going to start threatening them and. And, you know, with criminal charges. Yeah. Uh, the organization that has written that into law in certain parts of the country is the so-called, their slogan is small government. Uh, but n no, there's nothing small about that. It's very big and meddling and uh, oppressive and cruel uh, for the sake of being that way. Yeah. And also just a pure political, you know, they had to appease the people that they had been promising that for years. Yes, it was going to alienate others, but it's like, it, it, it's a form of control and oppression. You know, government man knows what is in the best interest of woman, says Republican men in areas where they have banned a medical procedure that is only seeked out by women, that is only needed by women. You know, government man is now saying that he has the right to punish women if she goes to the doctor for a particular reason in certain parts of the country. Again, government man will leave wealthy white woman alone in areas where that medical procedure has been banned. If she needs to get that procedure, she'll go and get it. In areas, even in areas where it's been banned. She'll be able to find the right doctor to take care of that for her. But again, if she's if a woman in an area of the country is poor or a minority, or a rape victim, government man is going to find out, and he's going to start threatening her with criminal charges if she attempts to get the medical procedure that she needs to get. Yeah. And so, that's kind of a big thing the Republican Party's into now. And then there's Florida, DeSantis. He's kind of the Trump 2.0. Hopefully he's fading. He's aspiring to be the President of the United States of America. Even though he's... 
arguably one of the worst governors in, in the state. The state I was born in. But thankfully, the uh, city I was born in, they have a new mayor that seems very promising. And so maybe Florida is starting to go in a new direction. That would be nice. DeSantis is not the right direction. Banning books is not democracy. You don't like a book, then don't read it. You don't want your kids reading a certain book? Well, why? Talk to them. Have a conversation. <laughs> and also understand that your children are their own people. At some point, they'll make up a decision on their own, and you can't control them. It's called free will. So, you know, once your kids, especially once they're adults, they're going to read and absorb whatever content they want to do. The more forbidden fruit you type make it, the, the more likely they will absolutely read it. It probably even at a younger age than maybe they should have or something, you know. So, um, just to avoid that whole kind of thing, uh, many of the books, or at least some of the books, they were on the banned books list, uh, are ones that I've, of course, read and enjoyed over the years. And so, um, I mean, it's a long, long list of books that they they start going after, you know. Anything that they view as whatever, you know, it's it's very much about suppressing free speech. That's what banning books is about. You know, I don't like this book. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me think things in weird ways. So no one should be allowed to read it and it should be illegal. It says people like DeSantis and they get folks to go along with it. You know, it's not appropriate for children to say or, or whatever, you know, whatever it is that they're whatever verbiage they're using. Ironically enough, they probably at least got from reading a book at some point. You know, but they want to decide which books we're allowed to read. Uh, no. Fuck off, government man. Don't tread on me. Okay? Learn to run your own damn life. Hopefully, DeSantis and people like him are fading. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Josh Hawley. Hopefully there's a few of those kind of folks representing the interest of real life people busting their ass to try to make ends meet, you know. It's a tough go in this society and makes it more tough when there's politicians that are deliberately and willingly trying to divide us solely and exclusively so they can get more power. They get some sort of economic advantage by dividing us in two. So vote for candidates that are pro-healthcare is right, education is right. doesn't mean they're socialist. Very pro-free market society. Not a laissez-faire society, but free market. You need to have some kind of basic parameters on the economy. Not everything should be profit-driven. People in our society need to be able to go to a doctor if they get sick. If you get sick, you should be able to, and sick or injured, you should be able to go to a hospital and get healed. There's plenty of folks that devote their lives and are more than willing to receive a, a decent pay. You know, an appropriate pay scale type thing based off of their skill set to devote their lives to healing people. Yeah, they're called nurses and doctors and medical staff that work in hospitals. Yep, there's people that are willing to devote their life as a profession to healing people, and then they generally work in a hospital or a clinic. Yep, so we already have the staffing kind of thing, the people desiring that job. Yep. So we can make that more streamlined, medical schools that are funded properly and all that kind of stuff. So if people want to pursue that, get the right people in there, yeah. And then you fund that place directly. Hospitals. Yeah, we can certainly be a society that has hospitals. We already have them in existence right now. We certainly could be a society that funds them directly so that when human beings get sick, they can go and get healed. What a novel idea. If you start 
Your mind starts racing about health insurance and all that kind of shit. Oh my God, whoa. <laughs> That's a product that you can buy in a free market society. You want to continue to buy that product? Go ahead. It's your money. We're a capitalist society. Yes, we do have hospitals, though. So what is that health insurance product you're buying from that for-profit company? What's the service they're providing for you? That's a darn good question that you should ask them. Not so much the government man, though. You know, we're going to have hospitals now. Uh-oh, says the health insurance company. How are we going to continue to retain a profit and pay out millions of dollars to our shareholders and our executive leadership? Uh-oh. And they get so concerned about it that they buy off politicians and they buy messaging on news and stuff to scare people into being really worried about being able to go to a doctor when you're sick. How does that profit retain? You know, how does that product remain relevant? Insurance, health insurance in its current form. Pay us a monthly fee, and then when you get a hospital bill, bill we'll pay a portion of it. How does that product remain in demand if hospitals are funded directly? That's the primary concern when it comes to that particular issue with the health care as a right thing. That's the primary concern of the Republican Party. That's what they're most worried about. And that's the thing that got people to get real riled up about in the town halls back in the o Obama years. Health insurance. Yeah, that product is most likely less valuable. Yeah, and the companies selling it are going to have to differentiate their product. Yep. Yeah. But we'll, we, the human beings living in our society, will indeed be able to go to a doctor when we're sick. If we're injured, we can go get healed and then go on living our lives. The different type of products and services that we can buy with our money is would be a wide assortment of things. So many people might decide that they don't want to spend money in health insurance anymore and would have that money freed up to spend on other things. Yeah. Same with education. People get more education. Well, they have more education. They have more knowledge, skills. So it also includes skills training. So yeah, a healthier, educated workforce. What type of businesses come out of that? Oh, a wide assortment, all kinds. Probably more of a small business, catering to the small business type. Yeah, you have to worry about less paying for medical insurance and all that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, because we fund hospitals directly. Hospitals cost a certain amount. We raise funds to cover the wide variety of different infrastructure things of a 21st century society. Hospitals and schools are certainly part of it, you know, as well as police and fire departments. You have to make sure things are appropriately funded, you know. Police stations that engage in, you know, racist, racial profiling and stuff like that know that they're not going to get the, the same level of funding. Obviously, the funding's going to need to be, you know, contingent upon how, you know, each department uses its power, you know. Like, you can't be abusing your power in order to get federal funding. It could be like a, a rogue station, just kind of doing whatever you want. <clears throat> but still, again, 
it's important to make clear that uh, public health care and public education doesn't mean we're socialists. It just means we have schools and hospitals in, in a 21st century society. And weirdly enough, we already do indeed have those kinds of things in our society, hospitals and schools. These aren't some, you know, alien idea. They already exist. So it, it's just funding them directly. Yeah. How the wealthiest who own the economy work out their shit, it really shouldn't be the primary concern of the masses. You know, how, do, how does the wealthiest maintain their ownership stake? That's, that, that, that is like the primary concern of one of the two options. Preserving the status quo, and that's the status quo they're really trying to preserve. They use various other rhetoric to kind of make people think it's about something else, but... All those class wars, social war stuff are just to really, truly implement their actual legislative agenda, which is protecting the interests of the wealthy. The rhetoric's just rhetoric to convince enough folks that watch conservative media every day to go along with it. Because there's only one other option, the Democrats, according to the media. Strange society. This podcast, though, and various other things help process the weirdness take time to breathe make sure you get any sleep drink plenty of water make sure you register to vote and vote when the time comes stay safe out there god bless this is gary thinking out loud